This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, LS Pod fans. It's JR here. Burt's Babes, Hoddle's Heroes, even Decanio's Dozens. We've had some iconic lineups in our history at Swindon, just like the legendary menu at McDonald's. Parkin' or Austin, sweet curry or barbecue? Why not get a McNugget share box to enjoy the debates with your mates? And thanks to book delivery, every drop-off can be a home win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points too. No one wants to drop points at home, and with tasty rewards to earn, you won't be missing out. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee in terms apply see mcdonalds.com play through the lines really fast and quick tempo move the ball put the ball in the net very good Rogers is streaking ahead and he's onside beautiful play that is that what a shot Indeed, there's your box entries right there, everybody. Swindon Town 5, Grimsby Town 0. A returning goal for the Duke, along with strikes by Lavinier, Williams, Darcy, and a first goal for Swindon for Saidu Khan. Here to discuss live from the Chateau is JR. Hello, Joe. JR, JR Williams. I can be your Williams. Hello, Rich. How are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I'm all right. I was, I was feeling better before I heard that. <laughs> Had to get it in there. I've had it in my head all week. Oh, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. And also on the pod is Dave, who was at the game. Hello, Dave. I feel very underprepared now that I've not got got my own theme song to sing. But um, yeah, I'll um, I'll I'll get thinking for next time I'm on. You're still the composer extraordinaire, aren't you? Really? Yeah, Dave, I'll... you're the musician. You're the one that's meant to think off the you know off the cuff with this. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll knock something up. Good. Thank you very much. Okay, so I enjoy producing this podcast very much indeed, but I did not want to do this as I'm bitter and I'm jealous and I hated this weekend. It's not fair, Dave. Is this um, is this because of big puddles between Bristol and Swindon? Huge puddles. Absolutely right. So I left the house. Do you know what? I had a really 
bad week. Not the worst week in the world. You know, one that I won't look back and go, that was a top 10 for the year. Nothing went my way. But the, the light at the end of the week tunnel was Swindon Town playing Grimsby. Austin's return, a big crowd looking forward to it. Skipped <laughs> from Brislington to Bristol Temple Meads. There was no rain, just happiness. Got to Bristol Temple Meads, checked the live tracker. There was a train going to Swindon. It was a bit weird. That, that's not the usual time, but thought nothing of it. Very quiet. Thought, whoa, is there strikes today? But got to my platform, having bought my ticket. It says on the rolling tracker on the platform, it's going to Swindon. Until about 10 minutes before the train was due to arrive. And then my whole day just fell into a pit of despair and misery as I was told that the only way I could get to Swindon and I had no time to get the bus was to take a train to Reading via Westbury and then Reading to Swindon. And I walked home in the pouring rain, miserable Joe. Can I have a little bit of sympathy? I think you can have a lot of sympathy and it does bear to the uh, political climate. You know, if there's less guards, less staff, this will be a familiar tale. Is it a bit of a sore point that, because I was looking at Newport arrangements for a couple of weeks, and I know this might be a sore time to bring it up, but by the time this pod goes out, there's about one day left of uh, GWR advanced rail sales for getting cheap tickets on the train. Bad bad timing for that? Oh, I don't know. It, maybe, maybe. I'm going to have to process that before I can feel miserable about it. Well, in the interest of public service, then uh, at least putting that, that news out. But yeah, a horrible thing to happen, and you have you have my deepest sympathy anyway so sad so sad anyway that's that that's my misery over it was it was like you know that episode of the simpsons where barney is the designated driver and then duffman turns up <laughs> <laughs> felt a little bit like that to be honest uh, for me but anyway uh, before we get talking about this magnificent win great performance co-interim head coach gavin gunning stated in the presser on friday that ben gladwin was the only absentee for this one and it wasn't the case it turned out now we knew of some of the injuries like clayton we know he's almost back divine and harry's and baudry i assume you know we don't count them as discussion points anymore um we know gladwin was injured but there was no adeloy and now he is seemingly behind abu kanu there was no Morgan Roberts, and he played against Chippenham. But the big one was Louis Reed, And then it began to filter through a picture of him at Mansfield Town. And then it was confirmed that he was a Stags player on Sunday, signing an 18-month contract. Sadness, Dave. Sadness in my eyes, again. <laughs> it, was a big, it was a big day for beating down Rich Pullen yesterday, wasn't it? Oh, huge! Yeah, I think I, th- I the Lou Reed one has kind of felt like a divorce playing out in slow motion for a few months now. Um, I, I I don't know where you apportion the blame. So a lot of it will go to Lindsay. Um, we like Reed was a fantastic player last year and has obvious talents and obvious skills, and you can very strongly argue that um, a manager should be able to incorporate them into a um, into a League Two side. I guess the counter argument to that would be that a Reed has had his opportunities this year and he hasn't performed as well um, as he did last year, and he he's not stood out as as being a 
a, a, a kind of player that we've necessarily missed based on how he's performed this year either. And I'd also, part of me just thinks at the back of my mind, his his skills are in recycling the possession and keeping the ball moving and giving the ball to other players in more advanced positions. And to be able to maximise those, you need other players to be able to have the movement and have the passing and have the the wherewithal and the desire to be able to make those quick and short passes like he would do last year with like Wallacott or Comroy. And the squad's been lacking of that this year. But I also think there's an element, and it goes to what Dan spoke about before of, you can try and be too clever at this level, and it's 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 testament to Ghana last year. I think in being able to build a football team that played in that way and was able to um, benefit from Reed's skills, but it's difficult to do, and is it's not always the the easiest way to to win a football match. We when you can go about being more direct, and if that's the case, there might always be a a, a more limited window for a, a player of Reed's kind of skill set compared to maybe more rounded, but maybe players with less peaks, possibly. So, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how we'll go at Mansfield. He'll we'll, we'll go to Mansfield and he'll, he'll be player of the season in half a year and I'll be just be talking about, talking about backside again. But um, <laughs> there's there's equal blame to go around, I think, for, for how it's all ended. Yeah, Joe, Reed was probably uh, really our best player last season and he didn't match it in this campaign, but I'll say he was nowhere near as bad as what some implied. No, I don't think so. I don't think so at all. I mean, he was quite pivotal in that Ghana team, but then Ghana had that kind of slow and steady approach, didn't he? Where, you know, we'd feel the teams out, we said so many times, and then sort of look to turn that pressure on. And him being that pivot and keeping things moving was, you know, was the key ingredient in all of that. I mean, we don't know what the behind the scenes are, and, you know, presume that those contract negotiations interesting that uh we remember back in october we had that wakeling contract and thought here we go there's more to come i don't think we heard much more on contract movement since then but um uh yeah we don't know what's you know what's been said you know if you've got one player that is more the you know the asset the diamond in the rough and that someone else is not performing to their fullest potential then maybe a move not only seems like best for both sides but at this stage if we get a small fee for him then it could turn out to be canny business I think that the reaction to it might have been a little noisier if yesterday hadn't gone down as well as it did I think that goes without saying completely agree Dave the lineup was Bryn in goal a back four of Brennan and McDonald in the middle Hutton and Blake Tracy back in his preferred position Iandolo and Khan in those defensive midfield roles with Wakeling and Williams on the wings with Austin and Hepburn Murphy up front good to see two centre-backs playing centre-back yeah nice to have uh, a bit of a bit of round pegs in round holes um, for a change back there um and yeah just generally i think um a bit uncertainty about how we'd line up at the start but settled into a kind of a 4-2-3-1 fairly fairly early on with with Khan and Iandolo being the base um and i think it played i think that kind of especially the attacking at the 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 kind of the way we attack it it plays into particularly Wakelin's hands i think he looks more of a threat at the minute out wide where he's possibly boxed out by big burly centre-backs a little bit less. And I think it gave Hepburn Murphy um, 
more of more room to shine, not necessarily leading the line as he has done in some of his cameos, but playing in a more reserved role. Um, I think that kind of forward four, I guess, with with Austin and Williams, it gave a lot of um, a lot of hope and promise. I think for moving on that there could be a bit of spark there. Joe, did it feel any? Different to the Lindsay era, those those opening stages. Um, yeah, it did. It felt, it felt a lot less congested, I thought. And we were going for the same kind of routes in previous games of kind of finding Hutton, hoping something would come off, and then lines cleared and go again for a lot of it. There did seem to be, you know, some interchange you know, going into attack where you've got uh, particularly like Williams and Wakeling actually managing to link up with the forward play um, at times when everything's charging forward. Austin and um, Hepburn Murphy kind of making like a bit of a makeshift partnership. It just seemed to seem to flow all a bit better in the in that top half. Yeah. Dave, there were there were a couple of chances in the opening stages for both sides. Grimsby came close first. Gavin Holohan, Holohan or Hulahan from about 25 yards, uh, which was well saved by Bryn. And then Saidu Khan hit the post inside of the post it was really unlucky from about 20 yards out. But a lot of the noise at this time in that opening 10 maybe 15 minutes, is that we were a little bit cagey and, and Grimsby could have could have got something out of it. No, absolutely. I agree with that. Like you say, <laughs> Grimsby kind of fashioned a shot out of nothing in the first, like very first phase of the game. Um, and a lot of our play, we were kind of feeling them out. In, in the annals of time, we'll look back on this as a kind of comfortable stroll in the park. But up until the, up until the red card, well, up until the second half, really, I wouldn't even count um, the bit after the first half. But... Um, it was it was a lot more of an even battle, um, and some of it was. It didn't feel like we were being deliberately stodgy, as it did sometimes under Lindsay with the incessant um, backwards passing. It did look like there was a bit of um, will and desire to be more progressive, but it, for whatever reason, it just wasn't working um, in the first part of the game. I have a sneaky feeling things change later in the game. A, a real, <laughs> not that I would know, I wasn't there. <laughs> Joe, in the eleventh minute, Sam Perkis, the referee, is stretched off after feeling the full force of a Kieran Brennan a clearance. Um, it was one of these moments where there was a lot of laughter, a lot of people sharing their pictures and their their delight of how funny it was. And then Mr. Perkins didn't get up. And then suddenly people were deleting <laughs> their, their responses to this. It's been confirmed that, you know, he's, he's gone to hospital, he's fine, he's gone home. It's delay kind of got Swindon back into it a little bit in the sense of just calm things down. Uh, yeah, there was quite a long delay because Mr. Perkis was down on the floor for quite some time. It kind of hit him on the on the temporal bone, right on the side, didn't it? And seemed to really knock him out. I was reminiscent of Nico Williams in the World Cup. There you go, JB Welsh Tafia running wild over the pod <laughs> once again, bringing up Welsh references. Okay. But um, yeah, it did seem to at least give... Give them the chance to, you know, take the time, regroup, and I, you can't say that, that. What was it about nine minutes of, you know, waiting to uh, diligent work from Alison Willett's physio, who's uh, who's pregnant, it seems, and still managed to get on at super speed to tend him and and fast thinking from uh, from the Grimsby defence to get aid to Mister Perkins. I think that when people realise that it was it was serious, you can forgive her. 
you can forgive an immediate chuckle in the uh, in the moment, but uh, I think people understood, didn't they? Yeah, D- Dave, would you say it allowed Swindon to just get a breather and and regroup after a slightly cagey opening, or am I overplaying that? Um, I think it definitely it helped. I think the, the, I mean it was like a ten minute break, wasn't it? A big chance to just take stock, take breath, because you think it's. Um... There's such a big, uh, there's a big crowd at the start of the game. There's a big sense of emotion with it being Charlie Austin's coming back. You, you think that, that 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 can get to players a bit, can't it? And that might have been what was contributing at the start to the bit of a slow start. Um, maybe a sense of occasion um, getting on top of people. Um, and so having that kind of having that having that balloon deflated, for want of a better phrase, by the fact that the referee was not unconscious. Um, it probably did help to our advantage because after that, um, well, not long after that, we uh, we scored, didn't we? Yes, the Duke. What was that reception like, Joe? And how was Austin playing before he scored the goal? Well, the reception, I guess we'll have to ask Dave about in a moment because, of course, I was watching through Chateau Means, so I can't t- attest to what it was like in the crowd. But you could feel that, you know, that hot anticipation anyway coming from the occasion yeah, through the through the television speakers, um, Austin, I, I, you know, full full disclosure here. There are plenty of people saying, you know, th- this is a performance that will shut the naysayers up, and I would say I was, uh, I don't know if I'd say necessarily cynical, but I did have kind of one eye on um, how his term at Brisbane was going. I think when this transfer was first milling about and the rumour mill was going round our good friend Dan Hunt decided to settle down to a bit of BT Sport watching his his final game and the reports from there could project to a kind of buyer's remorse and wondering whether you know he would really really fit. I think you said Rich that it felt like a you know Hail Mary from the club and I get that it makes um, a lot of commercial sense and you've seen all of the all of the hype you see the attendance today um, obviously worked, but then you're wondering if that'll actually translate into a real performance. But I have to say that a rising, a rising tide lifts all boats, and noticeable improvement from everybody else around him. But he really didn't look out of place, and he looked a lot sharper than the Charlie Austin that was maybe thinking about moving back and not fully on the ball when he was winding up at you know, his old club in Australia, but he looked, he looked super sharp. The glory of a Hail Mary is when they're successful. They're incredible when you talk about him for years and years. So Dave, you're in the ground. Let's talk about the goal. Khan passes wide to Hutton, who crosses perfectly. And I mean, perfectly for Austin to head home. Um, what a moment that must have been. And Hutton deserves almost all of the credit. It was fantastic. There's a, video um, put together by Ian slash Jeff on Twitter who's um, synced the that goal and the um, first goal from the Charlton playoff semi-final um, and it's beat for beat almost exactly the same from the run by the fullback to the time of the cross to the to the header and where it's gone in the net it's like mirror image and it kind of I like I said yes. It, had, it was the narrative of it all. It just had to had to be. It was a fantastic crossing um, from Hutton. We've said all along that the delivery of his is his one big kind of flaw. And if he can nail that down, then he's going to be playing at a lot higher level um, than he is at the minute. So 
hopefully we start to see more of that throughout the the rest of the season. I think there's there's I don't know how much of it is um the the defenders marking was poor, but I don't know how much of that is just because a man of kind of Charlie Austin's skills and talents, even if even if the legs aren't quite there, that little bit of movement that mostly comes from the brain, that's not gonna that's not gonna leave him to so we'll be always be able to find that little half yard in the box, um, particularly at this level. And he did, and it was a fantastic header. Yeah, a great, a great, a great way to to get into the game and to um, make return to to the home ground. It was a the, just the whole atmosphere, the whole atmosphere of the day. It just felt different, and the fact that he then went to score it was it just made it quite quite memorable in a way. Yeah. Yeah, bully to the eleven thousand and fifty-three that were there, including the five hundred and sixty-five Grimsby fans that got that privilege. I'm inclined to agree. I think it's great forward play, but there is a little, a little uh, sprinkling of slack marking by Smith or Fete that that allowed Austin to do his thing. But it it was great, Joe. There's plenty of rumours circulating about the future of Romeo Hutton. If that's what he can do, even if it's one a game, we we cannot let him go. Surely, I know people like Tomlinson. What with the uh, with the Peterborough rumor, but come on, he's if if this is if this is the rest of the season, then we're gonna have great fun. Yeah, I th- I'm watching yesterday. I thought it's really somebody who can't go, and I've heard those same rumors circulating around as well. It's going back to when you think about. Reed moving on and thinking, well, he'd be out of contract in the summer and he'd get to make a few quid here. Hearing a lot of other talk in the week about Lindsay being interested in Iondolo or Gladwin and there's even Angus McDonald rumours as well, wasn't there? It has to be a very canny window and I feel like losing Romeo Hutton even to a even to a League One club may may tip the fan base into uh, into a full 360 back into revolt. It could be it could be disastrous to let him go. And the thought is that um, you know, oh, well, you could play potentially replace him with Lavinia. Well, why not spoil yourself? Why not have both? Imagine what that could do. Yeah, I agree, Dave. It's the kind of the reverse of the Reed situation. We win five nil. Louis Reed leaves and everyone's like, oh, he'll be missed anyway next week. But if Hutton was to go during this, I think there would be understandable flapping from the fan base. It's it's like um, hitting on a sixteen on blackjack. Like what? Just, just stick out a bit longer. He's clearly he's clearly a young player who's developing, and who you expect will get better. He's under contract for another eighteen months. It'd be it'd be daft to get rid of him now because you are, you stick with him. And he either plays well enough, and we do well and get promoted, or he continues to develop, and either try and extend his contract, or probably like the reality of the situation in that scenario is you end up selling him in the summer or in um, next January. But you've got to at least give back yourself and give yourself a chance to have your good players win football matches for you. Otherwise, what's the point? We're just a revolving door of of players coming in and out with, with no long-term planning of success on the field so it'd be daft if we uh, kind of if we sold Hutton I think yeah I think we all know that bring a player in develop them sell them on that that's all well and good but after one window yeah makes no sense to me it makes no sense and I know as JR quite rightly pointed out that the club will clearly feel that they've got a 
oven ready replacement in Lavinia. But come on, this is if there's playoffs involved, if it could be a third place finish in the mix, then we need as much depth as possible. So let's well, we can only see what happens over the coming weeks. But Joe, there was a red card in the 34th minute, and it's it's pretty obvious to say that it changes the game. Wakeling gets ahead of Danny Amos, Grimsby keeper Max Crocombe. He looks like he's probably going to deal with it. He looks really relaxed considering that Wakelin's threw on goal. But Amos trips him and off he goes because he's the last man. They take off Otis Khan and essentially then it's three points for Swindon and the fun can begin. I don't want to be that guy. But we beat Mansfield and celebrated and, and thought this was the beginning because ultimately... Mansfield lost a player and then we ran riot and this has happened again and we've scored five. So I'm still in cautious mode, but it changes the game, doesn't it? Absolutely. It changes the game. And you know, when you get those challenges where it's late and it's the last man, but even when it's, you know, the opposition team, you still find yourself saying like, in your mind, like, don't do that. Like why it was, it was kind of needless for him to stick a leg out. If you just stand off him and let him take the shot. Cause he was, very much like pinned to his left side. There was only sort of limited as to where Wakeling could actually get the shot off to. And just think, well, trust in your goalkeeper, or even if even if he scores, you've still got 11. Even having the wherewithal to know that you are the last man and, you know, it's going to end up in a red if you go for it, especially just 30, what, 34 minutes in, it was, it was a needless, needless red card. Not as comical as the uh, Mansfield one. Um, but yeah, then, like you say, the, the fun could begin. It didn't come straight away, and uh, there's some other good chances in, in the first half, but it didn't really, really start up until getting well stuck into the second half. But I think that that caution is is right. You know, I've heard the, you know, the post-match summaries from um, BBC Radio Wiltshire. I listened to a bit of the Sir Tom Broadbent Lounge, and I get that it's a totally different vibe when you've literally just seen a, you know, a 5 nil thriller. It's a great thing to see on a Saturday afternoon. It gets you G'd up. But, you know, with the with the over twenty four hours to reflect, I think caution is 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 wise. It was uh overall, you know, went into into what I would say was not not an effortless performance, but it was it was considered. And there were parts that were impressive, but we would be we would be foolish to get too over exuberant uh, for going into Warsaw, where we've struggled twice this season. Um, I think being cautious is is reasonable. To be fair, Dave, am I being unfair here? I felt before this game that this was going to be a comfortable Swindon victory against eleven men, and it was a comfortable victory against 10 that's the only difference but I, I we've we haven't got enough data have we at the moment to say this is the beginning of something new and I hope it is but I still need a, a few more results to come our way before I'm starting to think here we go yeah I think um I think Swindon should have won that game yesterday based on relative strengths positions in the league and Grimsby had lost four games on the road on the bounce beforehand. Um, but <laughs> Swindon should have beat Colchester and Swindon probably should have beat Walsall. And we can pick out hundreds of it. Well, tens of examples throughout the season of games where we should have done better than we could have done. 
And so the fact that we have actually done what we've supposed to do is in itself kind of a good thing um, based on where the season is so far. Um, but I, I do agree. It, it, it's not a it's not a slam dunk. Not not thinking everything's hunky and rosy. We've just beaten a team in front of us that we should have beaten. Which you, you take your plaudits for that, but you don't go over the top. Um, and if I mean, if we look at it in a cold light of day, we won five nil, and we only really started putting our foot down once Grimsby started getting tired and stretched in the first half. Until that point, when it was eleven v eleven, the match was fairly even. When it was ten v eleven. For the rest of the first half, even after we scored, Grimsby still had a couple of decent chances to equalise. So it's not as if we then completely ran away with it. It's just um, we were able to to put them to the sword, and that, that that takes credit. You still need to be able to do that. There's the Absolutely. there's the often quoted ridiculous line that it's harder to play against ten than eleven. Which not is, true on this one. <laughs> no. Well, if it, if it was true at all, people would just start matches with ten men, wouldn't they? So it's 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 a nonsense point, but. We, we, we did what we did do. We put them to the sword and um, just hope that we can take stuff away from that. I think we can, what we can learn from that and what we can try and take away is try and give Khan more more uh, space and leeway to be more dynamic and make more driving runs forward and try and lean more into the interplay between uh, Wakelin Williams and, and uh, Hepburn Murphy behind Austin. So there are definite learnings we can have from that. And we can do that in the comfort of the three points as well, which is nice. It really, really is. Uh, Gunning said post-match that they changed formation and shape after the sending off, went to two wing backs and three centre halves. And Grimsby really didn't stand a chance after that. Before half time, Swindon got close again. Hutton with another sublime cross. It was his day for crossing, which almost got turned in by Andy Smith, but. Crocombe did very well to tip it over in, in fairness. And there was a chance, <laughs> after all of that that we discussed, Grimsby came close. Uh, Anthony Glennon put in a dangerous low cross for Mikey O'Neill. But Brennan does really, really well uh, to make things difficult for O'Neill. And it goes inches wide of the post. That would have been... See, I was having a discussion with JR before the game, <laughs> asking him... And it was very much driven by me. What would be the most Swindony outcome uh, from this weekend? And obviously, Swindony can't be a positive. So um, for us to go one nil up through Austin and then concede just before halftime would have been typically Swindony, wouldn't it, Joe? But uh, thankfully, it didn't happen. Yeah, that's what I went for. That they'd pull one back and then we'd just get second half of nothing. It might, it might seem like romanticism or revisionism to to say but you know that attempt where um uh, where they've nearly turned it into their own goal and the chance that Brennan has sniffed out you can see from the red card you can see that that energy and enthusiasm start to drain going into halftime and that's when definitely have the feeling going into the break that you know we can really turn it on in the second half because you could just see Grimsby really deflates. I'm sure Lloyd Griffith in the uh, stands was not best pleased and not in not in fine humour. And Khan gets it out to Hutton. He's well forward here, about uh, 25 yards out or so. Looks up, curls across in the box. Austin's there! Austin coming in and finishing with a header and sending Swindon in front after 25 minutes. <laughs> Second half then starts with Swindon on top. Dave, 
We hit the post through Hepburn Murphy, but I think it would have been offside. And then I know we're driving forward, but we're already half hour into this episode. Another big turning point was Iandolo coming off for Lavinia and then Lavinia scoring almost straight after. <laughs> yeah, um, he was... Lavinia did well when he came on playing that um, kind of that advanced winger role. It's tough on Iandolo. Um It's kind of, it's it's a bit of a broken record almost at this point, isn't it? The the injury troubles and kind of, I've not heard anything or read anything, but hopefully it's it doesn't knock him out for too long. Um, and you're right, we we were starting to turn the screw already by this point. Um, Hepburn Murphy had his chance. Austin had his chance um, in the second half as well, in front of the town end. Which if that had gone in, that had been that had been pure um, <laughs> fairy tale storybook stuff. But that hit the post, and like 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 JR says, the the life was being sucked out of out of Grimsby at this point. And the goal itself was a is a really good finish. Um, There's another good good ball in uh, by Hutton to the back post and first time shot. From Lavinia, I think he must have given Austin a massive shout to leave it because Austin's reaction after the goal was to run and run into Lavinia and start shouting at him, basically. So there must have been some interaction there to get that kind of reaction. But when you're scoring a goals like that, it was it's you don't mind. Lavinia, Jr. He's going to be a huge player for us in the coming months. I think. Yeah, I think so. I think now he's starting to you know he's starting to get a reputation for having the. Wonder goals. Um, we've spoken before that yeah, we used to be solo men who'd sometimes come to Swindon games completely on our Todd, especially when you're at uni and you're just back for a weekend here or there. And I think that we were both probably more inclined to pick um pick a town end if you're going on your own, especially when you've uh, you know, budgets were tight and it's a little bit cheaper. Today was certainly second half. What a what a day it would have been to be in the uh, in the town end to see that see that sweet volley. This is the kind of goal that you kind of dream of playing on the parks. They want not to go wrong manager and jumpers for goalposts, but it's so busy around Hutton and yeah, that work that Austin, like David said, the work that he does to lay off it and just leave it to, for him to pick up at the back post is just one of those things that when you've got a young squad and you've got you know, the experience that Austin comes back with, you know, it's not just, it's not just having a, you know, a prodigal player come back. It's all the experience he's acquired along the way. Um, it's just, just so impactful. And Lavinia has got such raw talent. You know, it's important to remember as, you know, he was at pains to put uh, Vic Morgan on the OSC straight. You know, he was, he was the one who's turned down contract at Tottenham. Same as Tom Clayton. He's someone who's come down to, bet on himself and you know he's not he's not going to you know want to be on the bench uh sitting out watching Ellis Iandolo fill in his boots you know it's only a matter of time that you know he'll start every game yeah 66 minutes it's 3-0 Swindon Hepburn Murphy gets a shot in which is saved but Johnny Williams is there to follow up Dave this feels like a very Johnny Williams goal in my mind Almost all of his goals at the county ground come when they're either three or four nil up already and and a follow up from somebody else's hard work. But that's why Johnny Williams is so good. Yeah, you've got to be there in the first place to score and and be there and score. He he did. Um, I guess two two people to call out here as well, in addition to Williams. So Hepburn Murphy's run and shot were 
fantastic effort. And I think Hepburn Murphy really grew into the game in the second half. Um, he really took advantage of the the space that was opening up. I think he, he was he was he was guilty at times in the first half of trying to do too much. Um, and although the energy was there, the the kind of the application and the output wasn't, but it, it started to come together in the second half and there's real real signs of the kind of the player and the reputation that he has. So if he can continue to string that together, then we've got a we've got a real good player on our hands there. And I guess the other thing to call out is just Khan's role in the goal where he there's a there's a, the Grim there's a Grimsby player um kind of fairly deep in our half who's trying to collect uh, a loose-ish ball, Khan out-muscles him and just starts driving forward into our half and sets Williams free. And it's that kind of all-action, no-nonsense dis- like midfield display that he put in all game, and which I've not really seen from him this season. I've always been a bit unsure what his kind of strengths and where his roles lie because he's never stood out as doing anything particularly good well is too harsh but particularly like uh, outstandingly but he he dominated the game yesterday and he dominated the midfield and his his passing as well his pass he i was watching the goals back earlier it was him who spreads the ball out wide to Hutton for Hutton to put his cross in it was Khan who picking the ball up in outside a congested penalty area for the second goal lifts his head up and knocks it out wide to Hutton in acres space for Hutton to get the cross in. It was Khan who set up the the movement for the third goal and it was obviously Khan who scored the fifth goal and it's just he was just everything good we kind of did yesterday went through him and it was a real real breakout performance I thought. And I think the bigger picture for Rashan Hepburn Murphy is just his story of the last couple of years. That was his first start in a very very long time and I know he reacted to at least one tweet which, which he took exception to, given the injury issues he's had. And it's therefore understandable, isn't it, Joe, that he is going to be keen and probably do things a little bit frantically, maybe, and, and try to do too much because the guy just wants to be on a football pitch. Yeah, he was he was greedy to start with. I think I said in the group chat that he was a bit like, you know, the one lad who's half decent at football where they'll just hold the ball and not not give it back for the first maybe for the first 20 minutes or so. As the game went on, he kind of opened up a bit more and looked to play people in. But as you say, that's that's his first start in 20 months. That is a huge time to have not actually started a game because he didn't start that Papa John's game either, did he? So he's had little snapshots, little cameos. I think when you've had that, you know, you've had so much taken away through injury and you've been here, there and everywhere after, you know, getting your England youth caps and probably thinking that, you know, well on your way to following the footsteps of the likes of Jack Grealish that you probably do feel aggrieved and probably do think, you know, here's my chance to impress and I am going to be um, a little bit greedy, so I don't begrudge him that. Somebody getting on the Twitter and saying, you know, "Imagine, imagine how good he would be if he knew what he was doing." I'm not surprised that. I did wonder if he was if he was getting rattled by that in a in a tongue in cheek way. There has been a bit of a, a bit of a story that we need to kind of quash this this season. That there's been a few too many incidents of players getting rattled by social media, and you really should just. <laughs> Should just put it to one side and just ignore oh, it. We he had was, it with... he was going online for a nice little like, ah, oh, definitely putting a shift here, and seeing that as the first one come up, uh, I would have been like, what? Come on, man! But... 
<laughs> I know. I was desperate for him to score as well, and it, it, it came so close about two, three times next time. Yeah, next time. Okay, well, Hepburn Murphy's shift was over in the 67th minute. He came off for Tyree Shade, and then the Duke left the pitch after 76 minutes. A job well done. A, a sponsor's man of the match performance. Guess who they wanted photos with? But he came on. He went off for League Two debutant Abu Kanu. Uh, congratulations to him for playing his first league game. Wakelin was off for Luke Jeffcott and Williams was off for Ronan Darcy. And then Darcy scores moments later and it's 4-0 Swindon. A move that starts from the back. Shade drives forward like a man whose career depends on it. Kanu's uh, run takes out the defender and leaves Darcy available for a simple pass, which Darcy sort of hooks past the goalkeeper. It, it looked like he was going to go for the other side, but went for the near post instead. Either way, Dave, lovely stuff. Yeah, it was it was carnival football at this point. I, we could, I think we could have just we could have done what we wanted, uh, and I think we pretty much did um, from from then on until until the final whistle. Um, it's a great run by Shade. He's got that in his locker. He just needs to string it together, which I guess is it can be said for a lot of a lot of town players this season. They do have a lot of things in their locker, and it's just a case of pulling it together, which has been lacking. But. <clears throat> Like you say, great run across the the side of the, the from side to side, um, and Darcy did he mean to hit it there? Uh, not sure, but um, the keeper wasn't sure either. So, <laughs> yeah, I guess you take it, don't you? I think it was it was his first touch as well, wasn't it? Which is um, not a bad way to not a bad way to introduce yourself. Absolutely not. I'll be interested to see what. Darcy's input and contribution to the rest of the season will be. I do wonder where Darcy will have a bit more of a bit part role in this side of the season, but not a bad option from the bench. Certainly not. And, you know, not to put cold water on the whole season, but it is only January, so there may be opportunities to come in. Regardless of what happens with the managerial situation, if we could, you know, make things less congested and if there's you know, options to play behind, uh, you know, behind a two or he's a great utility to have, but, you know, he's also, he's also shown good worth when he's made starts as well. I think it would be, um, it would be interesting, but I don't think he'll just settle for, for bench cameos. You could see from that drive from the middle that he wanted to make a, make an impact. And I'm still not sure that he, he quite meant to pull the shot off. I thought he maybe scuffed it a bit, but, like you say, it worked. The keeper fell for it, so they all count. They absolutely do. Dave is going to be the main focus for the remaining parts of the game because you were there, and I want to really get a sense of, of the mood. So it was 5-0 Swindon, 88th minute. Andy Smith gives the ball away to Saidu Khan, who hurtles forward until he blasts the ball into the roof of the net. My main question here, it's not even a question, it's just, Saidu appreciation here because we're going to get a lot of you're going to hear a lot of love for Saidu Khan for this performance and we've not really mentioned him that much here's your chance he was outstanding he's, like I said he he completely imposed his will on that game and anything that was going to happen was going to go through him and that was the, that was the case when it was 11 v 11 he was he started the game really well and he had that chance in the first half where he broke the line from from deep and hit the post so it's he definitely benefited from the fact that the the Grimsby midfield were 
uh, were gasping for air for about the last half hour of the match, and that gave him a lot more room to move in. But his kind of his his the way he, he the way he would win the ball, and then the way he'd use the ball, and the way he'd drive forward. That 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 fifth goal was kind of the the illustration of all of those points. It was a it was a sloppy pass from the Grimsby player, but everything after that there was there was kind of no stop inside Khan. and the best thing about it was the fortnight dance he did at the end um <laughs> the the Griezmann um fortnight dancer metaphorical tea bagging of of a beleaguered Grimsby squad <laughs> um but if he can if he if he can carry on in that way and i don't know how much of that is because he was given a freer role than he had under Lindsay, or it, it could have been a myriad of factors. But if he can carry on performing like that for the rest of the season, then I'll understand why there were rumours of him <laughs> being linked to Plymouth. Put it that way. Grimsby teabagged. Just making a note of <laughs> that for the episode title. Thank you very much. Dave, and sticking with you, because there were a couple of chances to make it six um, in injury time. Lavinia embarrassed Clifton and Morris by skipping past them both, but his shot almost squeezes past the goalkeeper, but he gathers it before it crosses the line. And then in the 95th minute, Jeff Cott finds Hutton and his looping ball goes to Abu Kanu. And his first touch is really quite good. And he tries to absolutely thwack it, but the uh, the goalkeeper blocks it. And the follow-up action results in the corner and it's full-time, 5-0 to Swindon Town. Talk to me about the atmosphere, just generally, Dave. Just let me get a sense of just how great it was and what I missed. <laughs> it was it was fantastic. It was fantastic vibes. It was it was carnival, like um it was very mean of the of the fourth official fourth official to put five minutes up on the board. I felt sorry <laughs> for the Grimsby. Uh, the Grimsby contingent when that happened, but just it was a it was a mood that hasn't been felt at the county ground since I don't know maybe maybe the the Port Vale game or maybe even I don't know that was probably too tense I don't even know I missed that too <laughs> <laughs> maybe this is what maybe this is what happens there's some there's some cosmic factor here um, and maybe for the for the good of the well being of ten eleven thousand other 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 fans you need to consider your actions rich rich you talk about your simpsons analogies this is like when lisa simpson went to the itchy and scratchy movie here yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh well right yeah post-match interview with co-interim coach gavin gunning i really just enjoyed the first 45 seconds where he went a lot of work was done during the week we played to a good structure we played through the lines really fast, quick tempo, move the ball, put the ball in the net. Very good. It is what it is. Happy with the result. But you go on to the next one, don't you? <laughs> Joe, that, that's... <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm not in any way suggesting Gavin Gunning gets any <laughs> head coach role, but that was weirdly refreshing. Just say it how, how it is, right? <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. He's so he's you think that, you know, if he was any more laid back that he'd he'd fall behind his chair. He was just so so laissez faire. I loved it. And um I liked Andrew Hawes, you know, obviously getting onto the, the man of the hour, the Charlie Austin uh, bit and he'd said, Well, you know, he played well, but he wasn't world class, was he? <laughs> <laughs> oh, love- 
lovely, 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 lovely. Dave, Kieran Brennan, Johnny Williams, Saidu Khan and Romeo Hutton all made the League Two team of the weekend. Gavin Gunning got the manager, but I cannot cope with the level of disrespect being shown to Steve Mildenhall here. He is very much a huge factor behind the last few days at Swindon Town, but they've been asked to do a job. You couldn't ask for much more from both of them this week, can you? No, exactly. They've they've stepped into fairly tough situations. I'm assuming they've both had assurances that their jobs are safe, um, regardless of who the new uh, manager that comes in in place is. I think, I mean, I'm, I'm guessing that the seams of the football club would start to fall apart if Mildenhall ever left. So he's definitely safe. But um, I'm assuming Gunning's been given similar assurances. And I mean, look, they did everything that they could do and they did everything they can do. And maybe maybe if Gunning, if and when he takes his coaches, he'll he'll have that PR and um, radio interview class and his interviews will will become more expansive. Who knows? But I can't fault can't fault the way they set the team up. There was enough of a shift away from the Lindsay kind of style of play to think that they weren't just replicating the Lindsay playbook that they had put their own stamp on things and you see the kind of result that they got. So all credit to them. Let's have some listeners contributions and come back for man of the match and any other business. Khan has won it. Khan started to drive forward just outside the penalty area, looking for that goal. Still going, still going and getting his first football league goal to make it five now. Here's a taster of some of the listeners' contributions from this weekend. Far too many for me to read out, but big thanks to everyone who sent me something. Starting with PJ saying, Mint, shackles off and look what happens. A top performance written in the stars for Austin to score. Big thanks to Crawley Town for delivering us fast, attacking, aggressive football. Man of the match, Khan. Jimmy Legg says, look what happens when the breaks are removed from the team. Khan was top notch today, well worth his goal and great to see Austin back home. Hutton, FBT, both played well. Not many had a bad game, to be fair. Gundenhall, or Milning, uh, <laughs> did well this week. You Reds. Pete Marsh says, shows what might have been with some decent movement. Man of the match, Chaz Khan deserved it, but Chaz raised the town to a new level of optimism with his opener. Following floating in the unflushed toilet of Colchester. Special mention for Gav and Steve. They know what they're doing. Paul Merriman says, one, guess what the lineup will be next weekend. Two, wow. Three, beautiful. Four, the players seem to have been released from operating in treacle. Five, wow. Six, I salute Steve Mildenhall. Surely he's due a promotional statue. I agreed. Seven, is the spreadsheet consigned to the dustbin? Eight happy days. Rob Dinsey says, wasn't that lovely? It was. Chris Van Roon says, Khan, tremendous. My moment of the match was Shade's run for the fourth goal that Darcy put away. Confident, flowing play. Fans behind the team and loud. Build it and they will come. Simple. Today is why I love football so much. Hank says, great game. Played with freedom and attacking with threat. Players looked happy and free, and Charlie was the vocal point throughout until his substitution. 
This is what attacking aggressive football looks like and shows what talent we can show. Jason says, Khan just put in not just a man of the match performance, but an astonishing performance, completely ran the show and looked leagues above this level. 23 shots, 11 on target. Lindsay, you were holding us back. Bernie Man says Hutton was shading man of the match until Khan scored that goal and snatched it from him. Great performance, albeit against 10, but irrelevant of that. It goes to show that this team is capable of fast-flowing attacking football. We were promised if set up correctly and allowed to do so. Paul W36 says no passing for the sake of it. Players playing with purpose. Five goals when we have been struggling to get one and could have been more. Austin made the difference up front. Khan was a warrior and Hepburn Murphy looks like he will cause defence's problems played in the correct position. Joe Bennett says Khan, man of the match by a country mile. Austin proved what we all knew. Get the ball to him and he will score goals. Shame if that's Bryn's last game. Great day all round. Charlie, Charlie Austin. Tom Hammond says fans and club needed that. Can't ask for anything more. Good performance and plenty of goals. Love Charlie, barking orders. Khan was really the man of the match. Played as a sole central midfield and did it very well against 10 men. Russell Arkley says, now tell me Lindsay was not the problem. Man of the match, Hutton, closely followed by Khan. Max Springer says, great atmosphere all over the place today. Khan superb and deserved his goal. Definitely man of the match. Hope for more of the same next week. Just glad Lindsay's gone and the shackles are off the squad. PCM says, solid performance on the whole. Shackles well and truly off. There it is again. That was attacking football. More, please. Rich Harris says, very entertaining game. Great to see Austin using his experience and being a bit physical up front. Great ball from Hutton for his goal. Khan, excellent. Andy says, ruddy, bloody, lovely. Khan, man of the match, real purpose in the passing and the front four's movement was a marked change from the previous games. Heavy Gold says, great game. So nice to leave with a smile. Man of the match was Khan. Just a bit sad. Reed was watching Mansfield. Sad face. Jilly says, where to start? This was the game we've waited for. The game we needed. The game the fans and players deserved. What about those instantly scoring subs? Everything came together today. Great debut for Austin and many contenders for Man of the Match. Elwood says, forgot what it felt like to see multiple shots on target. Completely dominant and a pitch full of top performances. Hutton Man of the Match for me. Khan, very close second. Swindon 60 says, have to admit I was concerned in the first 10-15 minutes. Defence wasn't in good shape and Grimsby could have scored. But Gunning and Mildy did well with changes and tactics. Austin and Hepburn Murphy transformed the attack. And once Austin scored, the confidence flowed. Michelle says, things you love to see. Tempo was so much better, more creative and faster. Khan should have had man of the match. No disrespect to Charlie, but Khan was outstanding. DM says, Khan definitely man of the match. Austin is the experience we lacked up front, always talking to the players. Anyone for Gunning and Mildenhall as boss and assistant. Also, Khanu's run for the fourth created the space for Darcy. Lovely stuff. Sarah V says, Khan, man of the match. Hutton deserves as much credit for Austin's goal as Austin. Nice spread of goal scorers and super sub scoring. Had the potential with the Austin build-up to be a damp squib, but so glad it didn't go that way in usual 
typical Swindon style. Tom Jenkins says, fast, aggressive and playing without the shackles. And that was Josidu Khan. Just what we needed to see and a reminder of what we're potentially capable of. Red card settled the result, but we were good for the win prior to that. Hutton excellent, Hepburn Murphy lively and Khan man of the match. Danielle says, Khan man of the match with a magnificent performance. Austin constantly organising, encouraging and showing the leadership we've missed this season. Hepburn Murphy was brilliant, showing what we can expect. Finally, the performance we know this team is capable of. Debbie says, car man of the match for me, fast paced attacking football and shots. Brilliant. Benny says, so many box entries. Khan, the real man of the match, but who's going to deny giving it to Austin? The script was written. Gunning and Mildenhall to the end of the season? <laughs> Doug Copestake says, amazing. Feels like such an alien experience being so dominant and winning so convincingly. Really pleased Charlie Austin's homecoming was such a positive experience all round. Khan, man of the match, 100% for me. Epic performance. Come on the Reds. Tom Coward simply provides a William Shatner Star Trek gif saying, <laughs> Bitter Gillespie says, last six Lindsay games, four goals scored, nothing to add. And finally, H the Duck, who says, got it forward, got us five. Okay, Joe, the, the, the major talking point really, apart from how just how great Swindon were and how brilliant it was, to put on that display in front of a large county ground attendance. But there was a lot of the talk of the shackles coming off. And again, one game isn't sufficient data to reach a conclusive verdict. But was Scott Lindsay holding them back? Well, it's 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 hard to argue otherwise on the evidence. I can see why people would fall into that trap. But we're also, we're not just unshackled from the Lindsay era. We're also unshackled from whatever... Whatever comes next, we're in a kind of a transition, a, a limbo rather than a purgatory about uh, you know where it's all going. I presume that maybe you know with the week of having you know Mildenhall and Gunning running the show and just setting up in a particular way and just go out there and do your best. Gavin Gunning seems like a fairly chill guy, and we know that from watching in pre-seasons that. Uh, Mildenhall's very encouraging. Kept the uh, you know kept the wheels on when things were all going wrong. That you'd probably feel fairly motivated to play for them and trust them. Um, but it is it is still a transitional period, and surely they're not going to be um, you know in in control for particularly long because well a window closes at the end of the month, and you'd hope that we'd get somebody in before that shuts. Dave, I'm still putting this down as a good performance against a poor team who went down to 10 men. I don't think, I just don't think Scott Lindsay had that much of a stranglehold on them because ultimately the person that pulls the strings is still at the club. So I'm just putting this down. Like we have to remember Lindsay was not sacked. This was meant to be his redemption game. I think this plays out exactly the same pretty much if Lindsay's in the dugout, maybe not with the same opening 11, but I, I really don't think it's as simple as Lindsay's gone, ding dong, the witch is dead. I think you're probably right. I guess, did Lindsay show any 
did, like the the what what really helped take advantage of Grimsby was switching to three at the back and putting that extra body in midfield to be able to take advantage of that space there. And that's when we started to really put our foot on their throats and score the four goals. And did did any of Lindsay's um, mid-game tactical shifts show that same kind of, or have that same kind of effect? I'm not sure if they did or not. So I guess that you could you could argue it that way that I don't know maybe we, maybe there is some of the some of the, some of the, some of the benefit is due to the fact that there was someone else pulling the strings on the touchline. But you are right. Um, if we do last time we played against ten men. We scored five goals. I think it was a Mansfield game. Well, you, you know the point I'm making, and that was under Scott Lindsay. Um, the proof will be what happens next week at Walsall or how well we perform against Stevenage. Um, hopefully, we'll have someone in in place by then because, as as Joe said, we're running out of time a bit in January, and we need to start getting bodies in, and we need to start just getting ourselves set for the second half of the season. Man of the match um, was between Romeo Hutton and Saidu Khan. There were uh, shout-outs for a couple of others, but generally everyone had a good game. But it was Khan versus Hutton, which Khan did win quite comfortably. JR, do you agree? I do agree, though I'll point out that uh, that was the in the official uh, EFL team of the week. But Football League paper, they've done him dirty. Go on. He's not in. He's not in the in there yeah. eleven at all. Good lord, good lord. That's why that's why print media is dying. Yeah. <laughs> did, did did Louis Reed get it for sitting in the uh, in the stands? Yes, at, best at best game watcher of the weekend. He was. Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> um, on, on that note, after the game, there was some shirt throwing by several Swindon Town players, uh, including Sol Brin, which I think made everyone's heart sink. Uh, but I think I'm more inclined to think that they were just getting a caught in the moment of joyous celebrations over a very needed and uh, well-deserved win, Dave. So I'm not I'm clinging on to that and and hoping we're not having an exodus. Yeah, I think they were just happy. It's not been a very happy place for most of the season. So when the when the mood's as buoyant as that, just let yourself get carried away with it a bit. Throw your shirt in. Give people a cuddle and then come back Come back next Saturday, please. The final note really is Monday, new head coach might be in the building, shaking hands, me going, who wants to pod tonight? And, <laughs> and going again. So I think the, the best way is really just to, again, give credit to Steve Mildenhall and give credit for Gavin Gunning, for Joe magnificent progression to the Wiltshire Premier Shield semi-finals. Yes, absolutely. Onward, onward we go. Have we got have we got your boys Westbury in the West Round? What's going on with that? No one else has played yet because of the weather. Oh. <laughs> well, we'll take all comers now. We've got the big boys out the way. So uh, bring them on. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, thank you very much. No, thank you. Joe, thank you very much. Thank you. Good night. Good run by him and now The Lone Strangers is an independent supporters podcast. Views given do not reflect those of Swindon Town Football Club or their official partners. The music is provided by the great Matthew Kilford. 
and the podcast artwork was designed by Matt in Singapore. What a guy. Thanks for listening. Come on, Swindon. Has a bubble. Very good. Hi, Alice Pod fans. It's JR here. If Swindon players were McDonald's items, who would they be? We've had lots of Big Macs, like the legendary Alan McLaughlin, Harry McCurdy, or even Steve McMahon. Perhaps you'd prefer to channel the power of McPlant, like Darren Ward. Or maybe five chicken selects, one to enjoy for each time Ben Gladwin joined. Yep, there's one spare, but there's still time. And you don't need super scouts or data solutions to get your hands on any of these. McDelivery through the McDonald's app brings them all to you. At participating restaurants, 18+. plus. Serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.